Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jessica Moss is a well-respected and talented musician currently based in Montreal, Quebec. Perhaps best known for her membership in the Silvermount Zion Memorial Orchestra, Moss is a violinist who has played prominent roles in Black Ox Orchestra, Carla Bozalich's Evangelista, and she also collaborated with Vic Chestnut in the last years of his life. Though accustomed to working with others, Moss recently made her first solo record. It's a compelling one called Pools of Light, and is now available via Constellation Records, which has prompted her to tour across England and Ireland after some shows coming up in Montreal and Brooklyn, respectively. Jessica and I caught up for a conversation recently in which we discussed meeting Leonard Cohen during a Silvermount Zion recording session at the Hotel Tatango studio in Montreal. Being abroad when Trump was chosen to turn the United States of America into another failed casino. Parenting in a weird, weird world. Working with Kevin Doria and receiving encouragement to write her own music. Global warming, and much more. Sponsored by Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee, this is Jessica Moss on the 318th episode of Creative Control with me, your host, Vish Khanna. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hi, Vish. I'm well. Thanks for calling. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to call you. Uh, I, you're in Montreal there, are you? I am. I am actually at the Hotel Tutango's recording studio uh, because my good friend Ephraim helped me 
set up this microphone situation because I don't have any of my own at home. <laughs> so this is this is this was the easiest method. Well, are, are you enjoying? And he just happens to have the studio. That's right. He has the studio. He, he, this is the studio he co. Oh, I sorry. I meant he just. It, <laughs> I meant he just happens to have the studio today for him. Like he's working on stuff here. So this is what I'm trying to say. Usually it's full of people, but today it happens to be perfectly. I can use this. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've made many records in the studio, right? I have made almost every record I've ever made almost in this studio. And that's a lot. I, I Googled it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> what did you come up with with that Google? What was the Google result? So many. Because um, I, I was trying to compile a discography and uh, I had to take to the internet. <laughs> and it was, it's cool. It's nice to look at that all. Now, have you worked in other but studios? Yeah, definitely mostly been here. Yeah, they've mostly been there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure I've worked in other studios, but um, for sure I would say 80% of recording in my life has been here. Now, do you, having worked in other studios, do you see the virtue, the particular virtue in the Hotel Tango? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> my sister's paintings are on the wall. Uh, there's, you know... There's so much, there's so much like personal and collective and community history uh, in here and, and the energy is really good. And of course I love all the people involved. So, so I think it's, there's, a, it's a beautiful studio, but I could never s look at it objectively. It's very personal feeling here. Right. It's so. a personal space. I, I, I mean, I've been to that studio and it's, it's amazing. It's really and there's like weird, There's you mentioned lots of history there. One of my favorite stories, and I don't know if you can verify this, I believe you were involved, <laughs> but my friend Howard, <laughs> uh -oh. my friend Howard told uh -huh. me a story of, because he befriended the late Leonard Cohen, and he told me mm -hmm. once that there was a session going on, and I believe it might have been a Silver Mount Zion session, and, and, and apparently what I understand is you guys, because uh, you were in a Silver Mount Zion, you are, you're doing your thing, and then you look out into the control room, and there's just Leonard Cohen sitting there. Is there any truth to this? <laughs> That's a, it's a true story, although um, we, didn't just be, we weren't surprised by him being in the control room. He was announced, we met him, and then it was a moment for... Uh, Sophie and I, violin, and Becky, who was in the band at the time, we were recording strings for a certain song. Um, and, you know, Howard was like, just let's just work like it's normal. <laughs> so so we <laughs> were working away. And every time I hear that song, I, I hear that the strings are recorded kind of funny. And it's true. They're recorded a little bit thinly, like maybe he wasn't paying the most particular attention. <laughs> But it was a. It was <laughs> for good reason. It's a good story to know about that song, and uh, yeah, no, that's a true story. What song was it? I'm not telling. <laughs> you don't want to tell the song, okay? Or maybe I should. No, 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 no. It's no, I won't tell the. You song. won't tell the story. But uh, but I will. I'll tell the story. I won't tell the song. It's a. It's a wonderful Howard story, and that was a wonderful moment. And he genuinely was. It was a little bit like being in the presence of royalty. I know that sounds stupid, but he had. Uh, he had an energy about him that was very distinct and beautiful, actually. And he was so kind and with his ungenerous, with his presence. And it was really, it was very special. It was a special moment, for sure.
Was was now I know he's uh, as I say I he began to work with Howard and befriended Howard. Was he there in any? Uh, was he there for the Silver Mount Zion particularly, or was he just hanging out with Howard that day? Um, I think a little bit of a combination. I think Howard invited him on that day because he was thinking this would might be a nice session for him to be around for. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's what I understand. And did you? Um, in- but it was most. It was a friendly hangout. So you say he was a kind presence and a and, and a powerful presence. Did you interact much with him yourself? I mean, we all. He was just generously sweet with all of us. You know, he he. You got the feeling of a recording studio is a comfortable place for him. A recording studio is a comfortable place for us. You know, when musicians meet in places that have meaning mm-hmm. for them, it's a it's a certain feeling. I don't think that's true for only musicians. It's true for when you meet somebody who sort of shares the same life in some way. There's like, it's a special feeling. And, you know, I mean, just the collective amount of respect in that room for him from us. And I don't know. He it was very lovely. Yeah, it sounds lovely and it sounds personal. So I, I'm sorry to pry. I, I just uh, oh it's, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> he, he's he's more on everyone's mind these days since he passed, and uh, I of just course. this has become a a story I retell uh, because I I just thought it oh, was yeah. quite fascinating. So I'd like that you clarified some facts about it, uh, and uh, and and you know I know that uh, the, the, everyone had everyone I knew not everyone. Lots of people mm-hmm. in Montreal mm-hmm. seem to have a Leonard Cohen encounter story. So, <laughs> because he made, he was quite yeah. out, he was he was outgoing. Like, did you encounter him beyond that session? I never did, but I, I agree with you. Everyone seems to have an encounter or, or at least a one, one removed encounter that they love to tell about. And of course, it makes sense. I mean, he really does. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a Leonard Cohen expert at all, but... Uh, he certainly, you know, was the soundtrack to my early days here because my first roommate was obsessed, as many, <laughs> as many young men are, and um, and it just I don't know. It's like a comforting presence in the background of old Jewish Montreal, which is also my history. So. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm an old, I'm an old Jewish Montreal. <laughs> so are my parents and my gra- and my grandparents. So it just it feels personal a little bit, but. Uh, but just for sort of distance, like an you know a distant ancestor in a weird way. So both in an abstract and and quite a literal sense, you miss him in the city. It's interesting. I almost miss him more for others. You know mm, what I mean? Mm, yeah. I I I was out of town when he died. I was on tour and I was just sort of watching it all from from a distance, and that was obviously the insanest week of our recent lives um and i was just alone in a hotel room in brussels and i just felt like this love for the city i felt love for the city loving him in a way it was it feels less personal because i was less attached to him than many i know but right uh so i don't i don't miss him in that way I like talking about him now. I don't think about him that often. Right. Okay. It, as as many, I'm sure, do. Yeah. He just seems to be coming. There just seems to be little pieces of news about him uh, that have circulated since he died. Just every once in a while, I'll just see something pop oh, up. Yeah. Yeah. So he's on our he minds. He actually, interestingly, he, as an old man, 
looked quite a lot like my bubby, my uh, my mum's mum when she was an old lady. <laughs> Their like faces melded a bit. So when I think about him, I think about her. So that's nice. Oh, I like to think about that. That's sweet. You yeah. you you mentioned that it was yeah. one of the most. Well, the the week that Leonard Cohen passed away was one of the most insane in our recent lives. Was I, I'm trying to recall that week. Was that the week of the U.S. presidential election or something? It it sure was or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just wasn't yeah. sure. I wasn't sure. So you were where were you? That was the week. Oh man, that I, I that is now coming back to me that everything bad seemed to happen mm. in the same span of a few days. Where were you traveling when when you heard the news that Leonard Cohen had passed away? Um, I was on a short tour. tour. <laughs> I like to say tour. It's for, you know, <laughs> sure. It's my own special thing. Short firm of tour. Yeah, tour. Yeah. <laughs> it's much easier for me to say. You'll just have to bear with me. Um, I, uh, I, oh my God. I was on a short tour mm-hmm. of Europe. There we go. I said it. Um, well, I was gone for almost two weeks, I guess. And, uh, and so, yeah, that happened to be smack dab in the middle. It was very strange to be far uh, when all that was happening. All of it was happening at the same time, and you you were not home. Yeah. No. I mean, watching Trump get elected was like a strange, psychotic vision. And being um, in, especially for some reason, Belgium, and just where so much deep, shit has happened lately and people are just sort of like going along their day and I know here people were like you know maybe more uh, interacting with each other about what the fuck is going on Mm -hmm. and in Europe it was like wow America's insane obviously you know Well, so I mean, little, Europe it was a little strange. Europe might have foretold some of the sentiment with the Brexit stuff, obviously. I mean, did you talk exactly. to did you talk yeah. to people about that situation? Sure, yeah. I mean, I was actually partially traveling with a Brit and it's just a sort of I guess the yes, the feeling is similar. Just shake your head and put your hand on your forehead and think what how can we keep going yet here we have to keep going. You know. You're you're so, yeah, uh, definitely similar. Yeah, like 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 myself. You're a parent, uh, and so mm-hmm. when situations like this occur, I uh, I get very upset <laughs> about the about the yeah. future and and the world that uh, is coming for my kids uh, as they grow older. Uh, how do you grapple, or how how is the, does that impact you in that way? How do you grapple with that? It's interesting because I think that's a very valid reaction and I understand it and I see it and I don't let myself have it in some ways. I instead, especially with the Trump thing, maybe it's just the age that Ezra is. He's seven and a half now and so open and beautifully curious and I find it, I love talking to him about it in some ways. I don't know if that makes any sense. He's really understands maybe it's maybe it's because it's a bit um there's like a real villain good guys narrative you can make in a way yeah and that to help him understand how we're going to be part of the good guys somehow and you know just gently showing him how much injustice how much there is wrong with the world and seeing him really understand that he wants to be part of the solution rather than part of the problem and 
So I, I guess I, I'm looking, I'm looking for beauty a lot of the time, and I find it there. But of course, uh, who, if you're not, <laughs> if you're not feeling like maybe it's the end of the world, then there's must be something wrong with you at the same time. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, but, then, but I, I just, I choose not to dwell on it. I think I, if that makes sense. Well, as a as a parent, I find that you have to put forth at least the, for the most part, anyway, you have to put forth this aura of optimism. Uh, and this aura of sort of nothing is wrong a lot of the times. I mean, not to suggest that I'm in my role anyway, that we're shielding our kids from stuff. I mean, mm. my my son is, my daughter's only two, but my son is five and, and he's all, all of a mm-hmm. sudden, I've been talking about this with some friends, like lots of questions about death and sex and spirituality and religion. Mm-hmm, they're just mm-hmm. sort of coming. <laughs> yeah, all five of, is amazing. <laughs> yeah, and they're all very, in, in, yeah. they're significant questions. They're substantive questions. They're not just, you know, mm-hmm. he's just grappled with all this stuff. And uh, it's very fascinating to me. And I wonder... Isn't it beautiful? It is. It's a little weird because your kids are just, (laughs) they just, in those questions, seem to be growing up in front of you at a rapid pace, you know? They're not, they're not, where's my fluffy bunny? They're, you know, what happens to us after? Well, they're halfway between, where they're like, I kind of still need my fluffy bunny, but. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about the (laughs) deepest thing you could possibly imagine and give me an answer. (laughs) Yeah. Like he's asking about his grandparents and their ages. And I know that those are loaded questions, you know, they're not. They're not simply, yeah, uh, yeah. and like how 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 old can people live? You know, like he's that's all part mm-hmm. of it now. Of and course, yeah, and so yeah, absolutely. So we haven't, and the comic book thing is interesting because it kind of feels like we're living in a comic book. It doesn't seem real. The the, the villains are so yeah. obviously villains, and doing little to exactly. shield it. It's very confusing. And I yeah. Anyway, I I yeah. just I try to commiserate. It is in a, in an odd. It is. It is absolutely confusing, but you know, it's sort of like how you just described it. That's how kids see things, anyway. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it it definitely gives lots of opportunities to just say, look, yeah, there's really bad things, you know, and and we can, you know, knowing about them is important. And uh, I don't know. Well, it I does. It's, I think it's all good for learning. I feel like in some ways, uh, because of who's in charge of things it feels like uh socio and socioculturally things seem to be dumbed down and i'm not trying to suggest mm-hmm. that children are are i'm certainly not suggesting children are dumb but but it does feel <laughs> like asshole. no i'm not at all that's not what i'm saying but it does <laughs> no, seem i know like, i'm joking it seems like not. we're trying we have to relate to things in a childlike way because of the way facts are yeah, presented I think that's to what us. i'm saying too yeah yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah. it's very strange. Uh, you're 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 in Montreal. How are things for you and your family in Montreal? How's Montreal? Um, cold and rainy right now. <laughs> um, it's um, <laughs> there's been a lot of changes uh, in the last few years, but I definitely think that um, now is a things are good. I feel extraordinarily lucky to be doing what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and that sort of that um, permeates into everything that happens to me right now so so yeah I would definitely just first say things are good I'm a a lucky person (laughs) and so uh, things that are hard are you know compared to what goes on in the world are are small right Um, so yeah 
So Simple answer. Things are good. Things are good. What <laughs> kinds of changes are you referring to exactly? I mean, this, this is your—is this your first solo record? It sure is. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny yeah. you should mention my solo record. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about your solo record very soon. Don't no, go, no, don't sorry. get me wrong. I'd I, love I'd love to talk to you about kids the whole time. That'd be great. Well, um, uh, I think having a first solo record is a marker of change, and I feel like talk. I, I assume that mm. on some level, potentially. Uh, a more direct level than maybe I realized. Being a, a mother, being a parent, uh, having children, having a family, going through changes—I feel like probably all of that is mm. is reflected on this record. So th- I'm I'm segueing into a deep and thoughtful <laughs> conversation about your record, but I just want to establish you psychologically, physically, geographically. Mm-hmm. I just want to see where you're at and what brought us to this first right. solo record. So I'm just defending well, myself. I, I can tell you. <laughs> I know you're doing a great job. I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just being silly because I can't help it. That's just what I do. That's US. fine. That's <laughs> I can't fine. Help it. Um, I uh, I definitely first solo record. I there are changes. That that was your question. What are the changes that led to this? Maybe? Yeah, is that the type of question you're asking? That's the type. Uh, yeah, some, that's a type of question. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> some. Uh, some I will talk about, some I will not, but I uh, but I have arrived at the solo place. Um, I know there's a really good vocabulary word, circum... Damn it. I'll think about it later. Okay. I've, I came to being a solo, a maker of solo music very in a very roundabout way. And had you even asked me... Had you asked me even three years ago whether I would ever make a solo record, the answer would have been a definite no. It's always been no. Um, I used to think about it a lot and that I wouldn't, that I was sort of my whole constitution and and system of beliefs involves being a collaborator and a group worker and a band member and both the way that I function um, internally as a person but also just in terms of the instrument that I play since forever you know I'm I'm like a person that either joins something in in action or can build something from the ground up but only with others and so um so the solo thing happened almost it took me by total surprise I gotta say uh and it happened like a series of of events that led towards me working on solo stuff. The first thing being that I, uh, Mount Zion was on tour with um, an artist named Kevin Doria. Mm-hmm. He goes under total life when he performs alone. Uh, his band is called Growing. Um, anyway, he's like a drone master, basically. He would set up um, all his pedals and get up there and just create this most beautiful enveloping subtly changing uh drone and i loved it and i at some point during that tour asked him if he'd ever be into collaborating on something um which i don't do very often actually i almost never do that i get asked often to play on things but i don't often start something new with somebody it doesn't hasn't happened that much Anyway, so he was into it and we started sending files back and forth. And that was the beginning of me being in the jam space by myself. Hmm. Um, Really, honestly, for the first time, almost. Um, So, and I just started making these 
sounds and I having these ideas and they started flowing quickly and then around that same time Don at Constellation got a call from someone who works at am I talking too much no not at all no you're on an interview podcast <laughs> it's kind of a long story no uh, that's, <laughs> you're just supposed to talk I mean it'd be weirder if you didn't say okay. anything yeah okay I was like oh I should really find out what he's doing no okay um <laughs> So I, I, I'm listening. <laughs> no, I'm listening, and I, I'm picking okay. apart. I mean, I, I will say I don't want to interrupt your flow of concentration. Like I don't want to interrupt you, so that's why I've yeah. been hanging back here. Okay. But okay, I'm going to keep going. You keep going, and then I'll, I'll try to remember what I was going to ask you. Why don't you write it down? Because the story is like maybe two more minutes long. No, no, I, okay. I have a great memory. I just an amazing, okay, amazing good. memory. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I don't. Okay, um, so I Don, who's uh, right now upstairs at Constellation, um, got a call from this woman who books um, music at the at the Modern Art Museum here in Montreal, and it was for the first Biennale, she was looking for some interesting musical projects, and she asked him, is there anybody who would be interested in playing solo uh, as part of this Biennale, sort of like do a site-specific performance? Mm-hmm. And for some reason, because I don't know, I don't know how or why, he recommended me and I had never played solo. <laughs> it's not something I've ever done, but I don't know. And I hadn't discussed with him that I was working on stuff by myself. It just was like a magical confluence of events. So this woman called me and I said yes. And only because I had started working on these things with Kevin and I had all of a sudden these ideas. And then I got into the jam space and it's like I couldn't stop. Things were just like bursting out and I I guess I came across the idea of making music that was narrative that it just started occurring to me that I had stories to tell and that I could tell them this way and that put a that that stopped me feeling limited in being able to quote-unquote write songs because I don't think I could write a song to save my life you know like a regular song Hmm. with words and an amount of verses and choruses with a certain amount of minutes and that kind of thing (laughs) if I had to do that maybe maybe to save Ezra's life I could maybe write a song but it would be I hope I never am in that situation it would be very bad (laughs) song anyway but it just sort of it released me right okay and and um, to be able to sort of make it how I wanted it do you sing songs to your son? Um, I s- we sing all the time, but it's just more we sing like silly made up songs. My sister actually has sings to her daughter, and she has always sung to my son, and it's such a beautiful thing. And I uh, I just don't have a much of a relationship with l- lyrics coming out of my own mouth, if that makes any sense. Right, you're not singing. You know, I've always been that way since forever. Hmm. Like you don't express yourself lyrically, but do you? But do you? You like songwriters? Do you like lyricists? I have such enormous respect and I love I think lyrics are incredible and moving. I just don't think in terms of them and even you're asking me if I sing songs to my son and even even in that way I don't have like a song that I know from beginning to end the way that other people do with hmm. words and music, you know? I would I might hum to him for 3 hours or play something on an instrument or this kind of thing. Like I really think and feel in terms of music, not in terms of words. Okay. It's from from forever, since I was a kid. 
Okay, that's fair. So I'm going to track back to uh, you said many. many <laughs> I'm glad it's fair. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm not going to call you out I'm for joking. it. Yeah, I I, I want to track back to a couple of things you said. Uh, one was mm-hmm. you ended up in a space you said uh, playing music by yourself for the first time ever, which I, I find almost inconceivable. Like when right. did you start playing? Your primary instrument, so for people don't know, your primary instrument is is violin, right? Yes, you're right. I am. That is not true. That it's the first time I played by myself. I meant what I meant mostly was it's the first time that I've put myself in the jam space situation with all my pedals and all my amps and all my everything, and just put it to work for my own ideas as opposed to put it to work in service of whatever I'm working on. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. Uh, I I was I had the privilege. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on bomba socks underwear and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds yeah that plush and the best part for every item you purchase bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Glitch of being forced forcibly into music as a kid. So yeah, I spent a lot of time practicing on my own as a kid and, um, uh, and did, you know, recitals and these kinds of things. But since I started playing in bands when I was... 17 I haven't taken to the space where I would normally be creating with others for myself right that's a more specific thing that I meant right you always viewed yourself as a complimentary player uh and and the kinds of bands you were in I mean I'm familiar I guess I'm mostly familiar with your work in Silver Mount Zion what other bands were you in Mm. well um I, there's a lot of bands in my early history, but my first main band in this world that we're talking about uh, would be Black Ox Orchestra, right? Which, which actually sort of started. I started playing in that band the same year that I started playing in Mount Zion, but uh, there and there's bands from before that. <laughs> but I don't know if we do we want to talk about the bands I was in when I was 21. I'm not sure. Well, no, it doesn't sound like it based on your. The way you your tone, no, no. it doesn't sound I like just it. Mean, <laughs> not, I know it's not about it's not about that. It's about I think maybe we're talking about a certain kind of music making. And anyway, I I played in a I've played in many many bands, but my main bands have been, um, yeah, Black Ox and Mount Zion. Right, but the the songs and, the the pieces that would emerge from those bands were the result of a collective. Uh, expression, and then maybe you would take stuff oh, yes. away with you to refine your part or something, but someone else would exactly. kickstart the idea, or other people would kickstart the idea. You f- you felt like the icing on the cake a little bit, 
if that oh did... no 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 sorry if that's if that's how it came across that's not at all what i meant uh in my bands i felt like a a one of five or one of four 100 percent are both those bands were very much collaborative and okay okay it, an idea could have come from for the song to begin could have come from me just as easily as it could have come from anybody else i meant that my two roles as a violinist up until this solo output has been as a collaborator in that sense or as somebody who gets called in to add to what already exists um but never as a solo never just me right okay. that's what i was trying to communicate okay. earlier so you were ushered into this collaboration and and, and essentially trying to think of yourself uh, as being a bit on your own because of a, a tour with silver mount zion is Silver Mount Zion still going? Is is that one of the is, is does is anything to do with Silver Mount Zion have anything to do with the fact that you went on your own here? Um, I we're we're definitely on a like a big break at the moment. Okay, and I I feel like h- however much magic there really is in the world, the fact that I started working on solo stuff in the year before the break uh, happened, I don't know. I don't know if I somehow sensed that it was going to be time for me to start doing my own thing or whether it just happened to be that those two things, one didn't cause the other, that's for sure. Okay, yeah. It just happens to be... Yeah, I see. It wasn't precipitated by that. Yeah, Yeah. okay. It's the way the situation is. So so you say you had stories to tell. You had things to express. The the, the record Mm -hmm. pools of light, first of all, and I haven't said this yet, Mm -hmm. the record is just lovely. I hope you're proud of it because it's just great. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I'm. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> now I it's. Am in, I am. Pr- I'm proud of it and interested by it and uh, excited to know whatever, whatever, everything that comes next. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good feeling for sure. And you you made this in the hotel. I did. I made it. Uh, yeah, I recorded the tr- the tracks for it at the hotel. I did a lot of work on my own um, in terms of editing and and deciding exactly I was very precise about this record right every note almost every note there's a few on there that I still wish I had changed but <laughs> every the placement of everything I was very clear on what I wanted for it now the record so is I spent a lot of time by myself right which is good sometimes isn't it just to just think about am- things on your amazing. own amazing yeah it, it, did you the best <laughs> it's a solo record but, but did you it. did you collaborate with anyone in particular on these pieces no <laughs> so y- no it's really every single there's there every single note and idea and everything 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 is me and my violin except during um one section of on the first side uh radwan who was the engineer for the record helped me um helped me with a uh, organ type sound to follow the notes that I had made. Oh, but I see. For the, but besides that, it's all it's all violin. It's all me and singing and that. Yeah. So this this these pieces follow or or sorry after this collaboration you had uh, with this other artist, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Now mm-hmm. now you said yeah. So we we have we have we've also done some recording. We have tracks recorded that will hopefully see the light of day one time. But it was just starting to work on stuff by myself for him that that triggered these ideas that I had that became this solo project. And, and this is your voice on the record as well? 
Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm a great singer. <laughs> I have a lovely voice. <laughs> it's a. It, yeah, it's me. <laughs> it's a. It's a slightly disembodied uh, sound. Uh, I mean, it almost doesn't sound. Uh, you, you've you've caked it in some kind of distortion, and it's a little opaque. But it's clearly. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, the reason I ask is initially, I'm like, is that a sample? Like, I was trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The totally. particularly the, the the phrase that you. Uh, employ is entire populations, right? Yes, that's mostly on the first side. Those are the main words that get sung. There's a bunch of other ones, but they're sort of more just for me to know I'm singing them. Right, and right. The main phrase that's I mean it actually. <laughs> the main phrase is entire populations. Yes. You mean it? You mean those on are that side? And on the other side, on the other side, there's. I realized the other day that I read a review and somebody suggested that I might be speaking in tongues <laughs> on the second half, <laughs> which. It's <laughs> super cool, but I, I actually am singing a sentence about glaciers melting. But anyway, it's okay if only I know that also. It gives me the feeling that I need to be making the songs and performing them, and it's okay. Well, as you, are, as you, are, yeah, yeah. The, uh, people mess with, people can't hear words all the time when people are singing words. They misinterpret their words all the time. Happens, Okay. <laughs> As you know, you've okay. you Googled yourself recently, so you know that you've made a, <laughs> yeah, a, mil- a million records, and you know that probably most of them have been misinterpreted mm-hmm. by someone somewhere. Oh, <laughs> true. True fact. <laughs> but this is the first time that the words are mine to be misinterpreted, and I'm proudly, I'm proud for anyone to misinterpret them. That's a, that's a nice anything. If they're listening, that means so much. It doesn't right. matter. So I, I correct me if I misspeak uh, about the record, but it's fair to say I think that the 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 the, the two sides are sweets, right? Um, I'm not sure what that means. You mean that? Oh, just it, in that there's like there's an interconnected. Yeah, there's yes. pieces and they're interconnected by. Uh, so side one is entire populations part one parts one through mm-hmm. uh, four, I believe, and then the second side. Is glaciers? Oh no! Wait, am I? Do I have this right? Yes. Sorry. No, no. Listen, I'll tell you. Yeah, you I'll tell make me. It make more sense. Yeah, thank you. Uh, in my mind, in my mind, there's just there's there's the one side is called entire populations, and it's one long piece. It got separated into four because uh, after the fact. So, um, just because that seems to be like, according to the record people, <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh okay. I I trust. I trust. Um but in my uh, when I in my mind and when I perform it it's just one long piece. It's a, like a 23 24 minute story. Okay. And on the other side there's there's it's also one entity but it's split into two and the first one is called Glaciers 1 and the second one is called Glaciers 2 and they're both uh they're different parts of the same story glaciers one and two um but it's true that they're split up into parts and i have to remember that that's how it uh, that that's how it's being received but in my mind it's just one side side a entire population side b glaciers one and two if that makes more sense that does make more sense so the glaciers are divided is what you're saying but the the literally they're melting and they're dividing every day and yeah. uh and then yes. entire population <laughs> yes. is, is one piece so the record is called pools of light long story. yeah well i, I actually mm-hmm. want to get into this mm-hmm. story because we were talking about being parents and dealing with the world as it is and and maybe you don't necessarily <laughs> maybe try to contemplate the future as much as maybe i am 
neurotically doing, I guess. But uh, this record, to me, conjures these this notion of climate change, of of ecological collapse. Is is that something that you were inspired to address? I mean, yeah, that's what it's about. Totally. I don't. It's uh, it's not true that I don't think about the future. It's true that I'm that I now just maybe as a reaction. I'm just trying to like. It's gonna sound maybe lame, but honestly, live in every day and every hour. That's all. I don't not contemplate the future. I just don't let it ruin the, any any the any amount of good anyone can ever do on any one day, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think it does. Um, but yes, of course, that's what the record is about. It's about the first side is about. <clears throat> it's a story of a refugee journey, essentially, and um, the second side is about glaciers melting, and and you know that's what what was on my mind when I was writing it, and is on my mind when I'm performing it, and it's it's yeah. Anyway, that's that's where the inspiration comes from. That's for sure. If you can call it that, inspiration. Well, and was it therapeutic in any reaction. way? Was it was it therapeutic to kind of address this? I think it's been therapeutic to stop beating myself up that I'm not doing enough um, in every way that I wish that I could somehow affect positive change in a million different... Like, I want to do it so much that it has paralyzed me in the past. I think I'm certainly not alone with that feeling of just seeing so many... so Seeing so much injustice, seeing so many areas in which... Uh, in which... I wish that I could be helpful and finding it just not knowing where to even put the, f it's not that I don't know where to put my first foot. It's just, I, I just don't know. I'll, I'll let me, <laughs> what's been therapeutic is allowing myself this moment to, to react in this way, knowing that at another moment I'll react in another way and it might be, it'll be more action based. But at this moment, this is what I have to give if that makes sense and so it's been therapeutic just allowing myself this moment that's for sure okay that's fair now I want to ask about you know this is your first solo venture uh, do you have mm -hmm. future plans that you want to share with us do you have touring uh, tour dates and whatnot yeah uh, I have well one thing that's very exciting coming up which is my I have three launch shows for this record um, Montreal Toronto and New York and uh, and my amazing and talented sister is going to join me on stage. So uh, I'm like thrilled to bits about that. I'm we sorry, haven't played you, music you, together in a very long time. You cut out the, just for a moment. What's your sister's name? Nadia Moss. Nadia, okay. She's a, She is an artist in her main life and a musician, um, an extremely talented and wonderful musician um she's contributed artwork to lots of mount zion and godspeed records and she was a regular performer with frankie sparrow and she had a band called the witchies and she and i had been trying to start a band together for many years and then we finally did and then she moved to toronto uh. And so we made one uh, one three-song EP, which I think is great. Our band is called the L-Rads, hmm. L-R-A-D-S, uh, which, yes, stands for Long Range Acoustical Device. 
But uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, you can right. look it up on Bandcamp, and I recommend it. Anyway, so th- then she moved to Toronto, but she's here now, and we're going to play together, and I'm extremely excited about it. Well, that's very exciting. That's great. And so do you? And you obviously feel inspired to keep making music on your own. All I can imagine, the good. <laughs> no, <laughs> let me rephrase. That's such a me thing to say. Okay, one, two, three steps backwards. Uh, sorry, I should also say I'm going to be touring in June in the UK and I'm also going to be touring in Europe in September, October to, with this music I'm making. And uh, performing solo is like a terrifying venture. Um, it's always terrifying, but as I do it more and more, I get more and more used to the feeling of being terrified while I play. And uh, that's certainly something that's an accomplishment is being able to do it anyway but it's a really special feeling to be performing by myself and um, it's like a really special connection with audience and I really am valuing it after years and years and years of playing in bands which I also really really value this is a new thing and I am excited to keep exploring it for a while well, I'm glad you found this. I'm glad you uh, you, you felt. Uh, I'm glad Don pushed you into this. I guess basically. <laughs> yeah, Don and Kevin, and uh, and just the stars, I guess. Yeah, life. The stars above. Yeah. Yeah, life. Yeah. Life, aka the stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there a piece from Pools of Light that you uh, would uh, choose for us to go out on uh, uh, right now, Jessica? I am the I am really loving the one that's out there right now, um, which is the one that maybe I'm speaking in tongues. But I'll you can play the the very beginning of Glaciers One, and it's um, the words are uh, glaciers melt and fill my heart, pools of dark and pools of light. That's the words. Okay. Um, and the record title is Pools of Light, although in my mind, the record title is Feeling Love in a Melting World, which I wrote on the back, but uh, in my mind, it's what the actual title of the record is. That's where the sentiment comes from. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope the next time whatever's in your mind actually ends up on the uh, spine of the record, because uh, I'd hate for you to it's not... It's there. It's there. It's on it's the there. back there. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we're yeah. for the sake of clarity, we will continue, to, I will call the yes. record Pools of Light. And suggest that yes, it's out on it's, it's out on Constellation <laughs> Records, cstrecords.com. dot com. Is there uh, where where can people follow you on the uh, internet? I'm on the internet in the Facebook under my name and on the Instagram under my name and uh, the Bandcamp under my name <laughs> <laughs> and, and I ha- even have a website with my name. So I guess you know. My name. Your <laughs> name, Jessica name. Moss. People can look yeah. it up. Okay. Yeah, I'm not that hard to find. Not that hard to find. This is Glaciers One Part One. Jessica, thank you so much for being uh, on the show, and and best of luck with everything going thank forward. You, yeah. Thank you so much.
Thank <laughs> you. 
From her new album, Pools of Light, that was Jessica Moss with Glaciers One. Thank you once again to Jessica Moss for being on this program. It was nice to catch up with her. And if you're not familiar with her music or her as a person, I hope you will uh, seek her seek her work out. She's amazing. And this record's fantastic. CSTRecords.com for more information again about, this, uh, about Jessica and her record. There you go. This is the 318th episode of the Creative Control Podcast, which is available... Uh, everywhere, really, that uh, podcasts exist. iTunes, Audioboom.com, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, everything, really. I think. Maybe I'm missing something. I never, you can't keep up. There's always a thing. I hope I have most of the things. If you want to listen to the show and whatever thing you listen to shows on, go to my website, vishkana.com. Uh, there you'll learn more about the show. And also... Uh, you can uh, go to patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep the podcast going. Also, we're on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter. And listen to a version of the show every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world at CFRU.ca or if you're in the area at CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph. And by the way, if you're on those podcast platforms, please download the show. Subscribe to the show. Rate the show. Review the show. All those things seem to help it get a bit more attention and it's if you like the show it's just you just gotta say you like it really that's it I don't think there's much more to it but it helps apparently so thank you thanks for doing that this podcast would not be possible without our sponsors the finest pizzeria in Guelph Pizza Trocadero whom you can call for pickup or delivery at 519-829-2444 or check them out at trocaderoguelph.ca also the bookshelf an independently owned bookstore bar music venue movie theater and restaurant located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Learn more about them at bookshelf.ca. And for the finest coffee anywhere, try Planet Bean Freshly Roasted Fair Trade Certified Organic Coffee. There are cafes in Guelph, and also they distribute their coffee beans throughout Ontario, and I think even beyond that. For more information, visit planetbeancoffee.com. Well, there's more episodes to come, of course, on uh, Creative Control, so... uh, check it out. I'm heading to uh, St. John's Newfoundland. I don't know when you're hearing this, but I'll be in St. John's Newfoundland for the Lanya Vanya Festival, May 10th to May 14th. So if you're in that uh, neck of the woods, come say hi. And uh, if all goes well, I'll return with episodes, more episodes, more and more episodes. That's the plan. So there you go. All right. Thank you once again for listening. I will talk to you soon. Goodbye for now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 